Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, guys? The Deep Dive Week 9 preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by, who else? Bet Online. Football season is in full swing, and un- unfortunately, our beloved are not one of the ones swinging, uh, if you will. Actually, they might be swinging from a, a noose. I mean, our season is on life support. <laughs> at this, wait till we talk about the news and notes here. Now, you might not be able to get in on a game to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action with Bet Online, and Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head over to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. News and notes is not going to be pretty, guys. There's there's not one good thing in there at all. So let the depression begin. I mean, we had an outstanding conversation yesterday um, with Tyler Rowland from Locked On Titans. He's a a great guy and really did ease my concerns about what the opportunities for the Bears would be. And the impending doom of what's been going on at Hallis Hall this week was kind of showing itself prior to that conversation. So I kind of knew what we were working with. And then today happened and (laughs) there's so much more going on and uh, none of it was really uh, good but there is one bit of good news so let's go ahead and and get into this it is the week nine deep dive preview episode of the bear stalk underground so let's get to it our beloved kick off the second half of the season on sunday with a road trip down to tennessee to take on the five and two Tennessee Titans, losers of two straight. They started off 5-0, and lost the nail-biter to the Pittsburgh Steelers two weeks ago, and then dropped a, a head-scratcher last week to the to the Cincinnati Bengals, who were 1-5-1 and coming into the game uh, on the road. They return home to the Music City to take on our Chicago Bears, and it's uh, a great wonder as to who the hell is going to be wearing uniforms uh, for us on the offensive line. I mean, the unit that seems to be suffering the most is the one that's being hit hardest by what's been going on uh, in Hallis Hall this week. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back the Week 9 preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground. Uh, and even after our uplifting conversation yesterday uh, with Tyler Rowland that made it sound like we've got just as good a shot uh, to win this game as anybody else uh, against the Titans um, based on on what their weaknesses are and where the Bears can attack those weaknesses and so on. And then, you know, the, the news of, uh, of, of COVID finally striking the Bears in a significant way. 
You know, we had a practice team, a practice squad player uh, come down with COVID a couple of weeks ago. It, it didn't we didn't have to shut down the facility or anything like that. Uh, before the Carolina game, Juan Castillo uh, came in contact with someone who had COVID. So he had to quarantine for a few days, couldn't make the trip uh, down to Carolina. But uh, now it's hitting us where we live and it, it's starting to attack some of our some of our starters. Uh, word at the beginning of the week, I think as early as Monday, we were hearing that um, Jason Spriggs had tested positive uh, for COVID. Uh, Jermaine Afidi had come in close contact with someone who's got uh, COVID. So both of them go on the COVID-19 uh, reserve list. And then it comes out today, Cody Whitehair tested positive uh, for COVID. And um, it's not that great a loss because I don't think that he was coming back from his injury this week anyway. But still, I mean, good God, the Bears had to shut down Hallis Hall uh, on Thursday for, you know, to, you know, in, in line with NFL protocols and, uh, you know, safety measures uh, and whatnot. Did everything via uh, Zoom and virtual meetings today and uh, and whatnot, which is what makes today's injury report really interesting. Um, you know, there there are new names on the report, despite the fact they were all sitting at home on their couches uh, in front of their laptops and tablets and computers and whatnot. And some guys uh, showed up, somehow managed to get hurt today uh, on Thursday or, I don't know, hurt themselves yesterday and are on the report today. But we'll talk about that here uh, in a second. But, uh, you know, like I said, um, you know, Spriggs and Whitehair are definitely both positive. I'm not sure how long uh, they'll be out. I mean, um, Spriggs was dealing, or excuse me, Whitehair dealing with a with the calf injury anyway that cost him the uh, New Orleans game, and um, you know, Spriggs I think got banged up a little bit in that New Orleans game uh, just before halftime. He went down with an injury, but finished the game, came out, started the second half, and and finished the game. So I, I figured he'd probably be good to go uh, for Sunday against Tennessee. Uh, Sam Mustafer also has a knee injury. I mean, I guess we're we're you know kind of scattering about, but it's just like our offensive line is being decimated. You know, uh, it, right at the at the moment, if everything stays the way it is right now, Charles Leno is the only man standing from our Week One offensive line. You know, from the starting five, James Daniel done for the year, Cody Whitehair out with an injury, and now with COVID. Um, Who's our right guard? Ofidi. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Ofidi uh, is on the COVID reserve list. He doesn't have COVID but came in close contact, so he's quarantining right now. He does have a shot to play. He just ha- I think he has to have a few co- positive tests in a row, and he'll be good to go. But, um, you know, so I think that we have an outside shot at having two of our starting five uh, on the field on Sunday. But uh, right now, if everything stays the same, we're down to just Charles Leno. And we're, we'd be up to our, our third string center, our third string right tackle, and second string left guard. Actually, it would be like our third string left guard because Rashad Coward apparently is our third string, uh, you know, uh, left our, our second string left guard. So he'd move over to right tackle, I guess. And um, I, 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 no one's no one, no one's really made it clear as to what's going on with. With Mustafer, if he's still playing, if it's just a nagging thing, or if he's just bruised, you know, like the old saying in that movie, The Program, are you hurt or are you injured? Because if you're hurt, you can play. If you're injured, then you can't. And uh, I, I don't know if uh, 
if Mustafer is hurt or injured. Uh, so hopefully he's hurt and we can play with our second string center to go with our third string left guard, who I'm hearing might be our draft pick, uh, Arlington Hambright. He was signed up from the practice squad to the active roster uh, this week. So, And I think they're plugging him in like he's going to play. I don't know what Alex Bars is I don't know what he's done. I don't know if he's in the doghouse or if he's just really bad in practice lately. I don't know what the story is, but for that kid to come up from the practice squad and, you know, or maybe Alex Bars is playing right guard because who's going to play right This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right guard of Afidi can't go. So like I don't know. It's it's a complete, complete mystery uh, right now. Hopefully we'll find out more tomorrow because the good news is that apparently the 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 Bears have passed the protocols and can return to Hallis Hall tomorrow. Because there was even some rumors that um the game might be postponed, like one of those games that we get to watch on Tuesday afternoon uh, or something uh, like that. and uh, Or, you know, another doubleheader Monday where the Bears play at four in the afternoon so that their game is over before the actual Monday night game starts. But nonetheless, the uh, looks like we're full steam ahead for the Bears and Titans to kick off as scheduled at noon uh, on Sunday. So um, that's the good news. Um, you know, the facility, it will be open again, uh, on Friday and we'll, we'll be figuring out what's going on with the offensive line. I don't know if how KG the bears are going to be with that. Uh, if they're going to be honest about who's playing, who's starting. I mean, anybody who's a fan of the team or that follows the team or cares is crapping their pants right now about who our offensive line. I mean, if we've played this poorly, throughout the season good god if we're if we're if if our first stringers and our second stringers have struggled the way that they have what would our third stringers bring to the table good god so um yeah very interested to see what's going to happen uh with that offensive line will we even recognize the five guys that go out there uh besides charles leno it's going to be uh a very interesting opening drive learning who our starting five are going to are going to be uh, one little ray of sunshine. Eric Cush, the former Bear, he's also a former Chief, a former Ram, a former Brown. You get the idea. He's uh, he was in for a visit today. 
Uh, he would have to clear protocols before he could join the team. So right now, uh, he would not be able to join the team to play against the Titans. But the the more the merrier with the offensive line. We can use all the help we can get uh, right now. I mean, I think even I'm on the Bears call sheet at the moment. Uh, pretty far down the list, I'll admit, but uh, might have to do some stretching or you know some uh, some light uh, calisthenics to get ready. You know, I won't be able to move, but uh, I can you know I can take up some space. We'll see how that works out. But uh, in in other news, uh, Javon Wims uh, lost his appeal with the NFL and will have to sh- to, to serve his entire two game suspension. So he'll miss the Tennessee and Minnesota games. He'll be back after the bye week for. Green Bay or will he we'll see but um, also Ted Ginn Jr. was cut and I know all of you you know I'm here for you in your time of need because I know that that's 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 a cut that's going to cut us all deep that uh, the guy that single-handedly destroyed us in the field position battle uh, against the LA Rams uh, is no longer on the football team the punt returner who was allergic to returning punts uh, is unemployed uh, at the moment. Um, uh, I do think, however, because he's a you know 68-year veteran uh, of the NFL, his uh, money was guaranteed, so I think he's still going to get paid uh, for the season. Lucky bastard. But, uh, you know, he's no longer on the team because he wasn't contributing anything on offense, and it was like basically returning punts was his last hurrah, and we saw the enthusiasm that he put into that. So off he goes. Dwayne Harris is our punt returner who did an outstanding job just by catching the damn ball against the Saints uh, on Sunday. But um, So Wims is out for two games. Ted Ginn is gone, which means that should open the door for Riley Ridley to, to see some playing time uh, on Sunday. And I hope the kid does something to keep the spot. You know, I mean, Ted Ginn is gone, so there's a spot open anyway. And uh, hopefully that will uh, be something that uh, Riley Ridley can take advantage of take advantage of this opportunity to earn himself some uh some tick and uh get out there on the field and make some plays uh for us you know because remember the bears were lucky that uh ridley was still sitting there in the fourth round this was like somebody rated to be a second round talent he wasn't supposed to be there at the tail end of the fourth round when the bears and their scattered draft picks in 2019 were you know were able to have him fall to us I mean that was a luxury pick we didn't necessarily need a wide receiver in the draft we had other needs but he was the best player available on the board you know his rating was about two rounds ahead of where he got picked and there he was so we got him and I don't think he's seen the field once in his entire career so uh, it would be nice to see you know because we keep hearing how he's progressing, he's getting there, he's doing well, and blah, blah, blah. Well, let's see him do it, for Christ's sake. Get him out there. Somebody else I'd like to see uh, this week is Lamar Miller. You know, last week, the Matt Daggy said he was getting close, and everything was like, what have we got to lose? You know, what have we got to lose? Put him out there. See what happens, man. We need all the help that we can get. We need guys out there who can catch the ball and everything. Somebody who's going to get open, because we need them to get open and open now with his offensive line. You heard Tyler Rowland tell us yesterday, part of the strategy that helped the Bengals succeed, the 1-5-1 and one Bengals uh, last Sunday, was getting rid of the football and getting rid of it now to uh, help out that offensive line that had zero opening day starters on it. So if they were able to uh, manhandle the Tennessee Titans, you know, 
we should be able to do something close to that. I mean, right? So anyway, but um, now for some real fun news. Um, let's move on to the injury report. And I hope you've got a minute because there's a lot of them. And uh, like I said, the interesting part was that we had all virtual meetings and uh, things like that today, and yet somehow our injury list grew from yesterday. So let's run through it, shall we? Rashad Coward, ankle injury, full participation both days, unfortunately. Tayshawn Gibson, foot injury, limited both Wednesday and Thursday. I don't know how you get limited in a virtual meeting, but he somehow managed to do it. Jimmy Graham, knee and hamstring, was out on Thursday. Full participation in practice today on Thursday. So that should have been interesting to fully participate in a Zoom meeting. Not hard. I'll stop. Uh, Akeem Hicks uh, had a Veterans Day off yesterday on Wednesday. Would have been – and this is – here's the truth. The ratings that they give is if they had practiced today, this is the designation that they would have been given. So had the Bears practiced today, Jimmy Graham would have been full go. Akeem Hicks would have been full go. Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson had a forearm uh, injury that he's nursing, would have been full participation today, was full participation yesterday on Wednesday. Eddie Jackson was no-go on Wednesday with that knee injury that he tweaked against the Rams, would have been limited today. Uh, John Jenkins uh, out both days with an ankle injury. Cole Komet, groin injury, not on the injury report Wednesday, would not have practiced today on Thursday. Fantastic. Anthony Miller would uh, was out with a toe injury on Wednesday, would have been limited today. Sam Mustafer, knee injury, did not practice, would not have practiced today, so hasn't practiced yet this week. Roy Robertson-Harris, shoulder injury. Was out Wednesday, would have been out today on Thursday. Buster Screen, shoulder injury, was not on the injury report Wednesday. Would have been full go today, though, so no real worries there. Danny Trevathan had a day off yesterday on Wednesday, would have been full go today. Mitch Trubisky, we'll talk about that in a minute. Right shoulder injury, his throwing shoulder, would not have practiced today, was out on Wednesday. White hair. With the calf injury, out both days. Would not have practiced today. Was out on Wednesday. So, Mitch Trubisky. I don't want to make fun of the kid. I really don't. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. The kid just has the worst luck that that there is. I mean, let's be let's just be honest about it. Matt Nagy throws the kid a bone. I mean, it's not charity or anything. We're just taking advantage of the skills. Um, you know, that that's Mr. Bisky has. He's really great on his feet. He's fast. He's an athletic kid. So we put him in the game and run a, uh, you know, like an RPO type play, uh, you know, quarterback keeper fakes the handoff to the inside run, runs to the outside, gets tackled, hurts his throwing shoulder on the one play that he played in the first quarter uh, on Sunday. So, you know, I I don't have any ill will towards Mitch. I was just so disappointed with the way that he, uh, performed through the start of the year uh, and everything was really hoping that um, he would be able to uh, progress and you know go further and you know be our quarterback and um, so I'm not sitting here laughing and, and pointing fingers just like Jesus man he really is snake bit I mean I'd, I just get the feeling that that if he has success in the NFL he's just going to have it in another uniform 
because all of his luck has run out in Chicago. You know, his his first full year as a starter in 2018, brand new coach, brand new offensive weapons, a world class defense. We go 12 and four. Our kicker screws us out of a Super Bowl uh, run, but the arrow was pointing up. And then 2019 comes. I guess everybody did some film study and they could see us coming because we were tricking nobody in 2019, not in the run game, sparingly in the passing game. And our defense got banged up and could only handle so much being on the field as much as they were. And then in 2020, here's your last chance. We got a guy that we can win with if you can't do the job. And halfway through the third game of the season, the head coach has seen enough, and he will not see the field again as the starter unless our quarterback goes down. I mean, and this is a hell of a time for Mitch to go down with an injury because we're going to have like four – we're going to have like three and a half people out there blocking for Nick Foles on Sunday. It could get ugly. And um, who knows who our starting, who our backup quarterback is going to be. Because I think that I read earlier today that Tyler Bray came in contact with somebody. So he's in, on the COVID reserve list as well. I mean, good God, we're snake bit. We are snake bit, and it's all on the offensive side of the ball where we're struggling the most, which is what makes this kind of funny if you think about it. I mean, it's just like we're shorthanded and, you know, under-talented as it is, and we just keep chip, chip, chipping away uh, at what we got. So, yeah, who knows? I hope Allen Robinson can throw a football or, you know, I've heard Khalil Max got a good arm. Maybe he'll throw a few passes out there on Sunday. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll have to think of something. But, um, yeah, the injury report is ugly. The COVID uh, casualties makes things even uglier. And, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it looks like we're still on schedule to play the game on Sunday. So it's not going to be like, oh, yeah, well, with all this going on and this close to game time, we're going to go ahead and make week nine the Bears by week. And they'll play the Titans, you know, we'll reschedule the game for two, three weeks uh, from now or something like that. No, no, no. Looks like we're full go with the skeleton crew on Sunday uh, against the Titans, which means our defense is going to have to score roughly 31 points to help us win this game uh, on Sunday. So anyway, that's news and notes. And, uh, you know, don't step off the ledge just yet. It's not the end of the world it's still football so we do have a chance let's try and be somewhat optimistic I mean if the Bears win we'll all be thrilled we'll be surprised but we'll be thrilled uh to be six and three because there's a huge difference guys between six and three and five and four you know being one game over 500 and being three games over 500 it's huge so this is a very important game especially with the, you know, basically the NFC North bearing down on us after this because we got the Vikings next Monday, a bye week, Sunday night against the Packers, and then the following Sunday we got the, the Lions uh, again. So it's uh, it's going to be bang, bang, bang with three back-to-back NFC North games after this uh, against the um, – after we get done with the Titans. So we don't – you know, we might be – it might be a quote-unquote step down in competition – when we play the Vikings, but it's a division game, it's national TV, anything can happen. So, I mean, you know, if you guys remember about four years ago, the Bears went into a Monday night game with the 5-0 and Minnesota Vikings 
on Monday Night Football, and Jordan Howard ran for like 600 yards, and we stomped the holy piss out of the Vikings for one of our three victories in that season. So, I mean, anything can happen. It's football. It's the NFC North. It's division rivalries. So, it's possible. Minnesota doesn't win in Chicago much, but I wouldn't put it outside the realm of possibility this year. It's been that kind of upside-down world uh, that we're living in. So, I mean, the election was on Tuesday, and by the time most of you hear this on Friday, we probably still don't have a new president yet, or a reelected one, for that matter. So, this is the world we're living in today. So, anyway, let's go ahead and close the book on the news and notes. Take a quick break to thank our sponsors, and we'll come back with the keys to the game for week number nine. (coughs) Hey, guys, taking a quick break from the show to thank our sponsors once again, starting with Bet Online. You know, baseball season, NHL, NBA, all in the books, but we still got plenty for you to get in on with uh, Bet Online. You got football, college, and pro. You got the UFC, tons to get after with, and and, uh, Bet Online is going the extra mile right now to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The show is also brought to you by Manscaped. Listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, snags, and tugs on those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. I said all that in one breath. How about that? Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? It might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering a maximum confidence experience uh, while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, and it's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and our hairs in our holes looking nice. Once again, 20% off and free shipping with with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds, and let's get back to the show. <coughs> Keys to the game for week number nine, very simple. I have two very simple keys to this game, and they are the things that killed us against the Saints uh, on Sunday, and those two things are minimize mistakes 
you know, like a false start on third and four that makes it third and nine, uh, holding penalties, uh, whether it be offensive or defensive holding, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, oh, you know, also... <laughs> Uh, doing a full-blown uh, ballerina pirouette on the 50-yard line that allows a defensive end to come twisting around with a clear path to your quarterback might want to avoid doing that uh, as well. So we want to cut back on the mistakes. It's something that's been killing the Bears all season, whether it's the referees out to get us or us just flat-out earning those flags from time to time. We are the most penalized team in the NFL right now, number one in the league most penalties it shows a lack of discipline and you know it's just it's not a good look to be the number one on that list the most penalized team uh in the league and i it's happened a few times but i can't think of many times where you've seen the most penalized team in the league also have the most wins uh in the nfl so i mean those two often very often correlate with one another you know we we were one of the least penalized teams in 2018 and look at the season we had there and the other thing that we did in 2018 uh, that made us so successful is the other key to this game maximize opportunities maximize playmaking opportunities I mean let's just look at the first overtime just let's just look at the overtime period against the Saints three times three times in the Saints two drives we had an opportunity for a turnover two interceptions that were dropped one by Roquan Smith one by Eddie Jackson and a fumble uh, by Alvin Kamara Eddie Jackson responsible for that one as well comes sweeping by uh, Alvin Kamara you know knocks the ball out of Alvin's hands Uh, could have been there for us to pick it up instead Kamara had the time to fall on it himself and retain possession and you know would later go on to win the game uh for the uh for the saints and we had two other fumble opportunities uh in in regulation uh one on a strip sack for Khalil Mack and I can't remember what the other one was but I know that there were five missed turnover opportunities for the Bears that at the very least could have flipped field position for the Bears something that we struggled with against the Saints so I mean we had better field position overall especially with what we had to work with against uh, the Rams. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, we we did struggle at times. This is an offense that needs all the help it can get. I mean, just look at the Carolina game a few weeks ago. Our last victory, our two touchdown drives came when we when they missed a field goal, so we were practically at midfield. Uh, and the other one was, the, um, was off of a turnover, I believe. Yeah, it was a turnover, and uh, that led to our one and only third quarter touchdown, or was that the field goal? Either way, we had a short field both times that we scored touchdowns against Carolina. Otherwise, the, you know, we, we could move the football a little bit, but we couldn't put it in the end zone. So this is an offense that needs every little push that we can give it. And we're going in there with one-fifth of our starting our, our day one starting offensive line against this football team on Sunday. And, you know, so th- those are the two main keys. We need to minimize the mistakes, cut down on the penalties, and we got to maximize our playmaking ability, whether it's on offense, like if a, a Riley Ridley or an Anthony Miller uh, needs to step up, maybe a, you know David Montgomery, something. Maybe one of our new offensive linemen wants to make a name for himself. You know, just a little bit of extra effort, something that will spark this team, something that everybody can get behind 
because we're very blah on the field, especially on the offensive side. Plenty of uh, plenty of mojo on the defensive side, but that's where a lot of the mistakes are being made as well. The, the you know the roughing the passer, even though a lot of those calls are bogus, uh, bad calls anyway. But you know we got to do something to to flip uh, our luck. We're on a two game winning streak, staring a three game losing streak dead in the face. God only knows what can happen two weeks from now when we play the. Uh, Vikings on on Monday night like I said traditionally history is on our side the Vikings don't beat the Bears uh, in Chicago but the Vikings also don't win a lot in Lambeau and they just went into Lambeau and handed it to the Green Bay Packers so like I said we're living in the upside down world now so anything is possible uh, next Monday against the Vikings so we need to stop the bleeding somewhat and uh, unfortunately we have to do it against the Tennessee Titans and they seem to be ripe for the picking uh, right now uh, they're, they're on a two-game losing streak they are struggling they did lose to one of the worst teams in the league uh, this past Sunday which basically would make believers out of anyone as far as you know we're going up against this team look who they lost to look how they lost we can beat these guys I mean they may have looked untouchable and unstoppable when they were 5-0 and and at the top of the power rankings but look at them now this is a team that's struggling um, you know, they, they seem to be able to, uh, you know, to drive the engine offensively, but on defense, they're giving up a ton of points. Uh, only twice have they kept their opponents under 30 uh, this year. Week one when they won 16 to 14, and then when they massacred Buffalo in that Tuesday night game, like 42 to 16. Otherwise, they beat Jacksonville 33 to 30. They came back and had a, a comeback win against the Vikings 31 to uh, to 30 uh, last week they gave up 31 to um, uh, Cincinnati I don't know how I blanked on that it's all I've been talking about and they gave up 27 so almost 30 uh, against the Steelers two weeks ago so you know this is a defense that uh, doesn't uh, doesn't defend well I mean they're giving up a lot of points and, and as we heard from um, from Tyler yesterday it's it's not a defense that gives up big plays so it's not like the Saints, where they're susceptible uh, to big plays, they lead the league in giving up 40-plus yard plays or anything like that. This is a team that uh, we can dink and dunk. Our, I mean, they're like the perfect defense for us based on what we learned from Tyler yesterday. You know, they, they won't let you beat them deep, but we'll be able to move the football against them. The only thing that worries me, obviously, uh, is the same thing that would have worried me no matter what. Our offensive line has struggled mightily against everyone, but... You know, now we're going to have this skeleton crew that we've pasted and scotch taped together uh, as an offensive line, and they got to protect Nick Foles, who, as we saw in the overtime period, not the most fleet of foot guys when it comes to moving around the pocket. He doesn't get happy feet or anything like that. He he does at times play like he's got no faith in the offensive line, which, you know, sometimes it's not really on the offensive line. There was one play on Sunday where he just did a straight backpedal and threw the ball while he was still moving, uh, as opposed to hitting his seventh step and then stepping into his uh, throw. He just threw it, by, you know, he moonwalked backwards seven steps and threw it on the seventh step, even though he was still moving backwards, and we wonder why the ball sailed on him uh, like that. So, you know, but the strategy that, that Tyler gave us, you know, the game plan that worked for the, the Cincinnati Bengals is like get the ball out of your hands, Get it out quick, you know, short, efficient passing, 
uh, for the Bears. That's what we need, you know, and that's kind of where we live, actually, because we're not we're not a team that likes to take many shots uh, down the field. You know, Nagy doesn't call those plays or at least he doesn't call them because our offensive line can't block long enough to to give our quarterback the time to find uh, those open receivers and, and, and things like that. So this is kind of perfect for us. And uh, who knows what we're going to get out of the running game. You know, it very much could be a repeat of that Monday night game against the uh, the Vikings all those years ago where we were the, you know, one in five team going into that thing. And, uh, you know, Jordan Howard just rattled off huge, big runs uh, in that game, you know, ran for a ton of yards uh, against the Vikings. It's one of the best defenses in the NFL. We just carved them up in the road game out of nowhere with like two I think we had two, like both of our starting guards were out of the game or something like that. You know, we were, it was a patchwork offensive line that put together our best running output of the season against one of the best defenses in football at the time. So who knows? Maybe the five guys will, you know, kind of come together because it's the us against the world uh, kind of thing. You never know where you can find, uh, the, you know, the, the, the motivation or the camaraderie or, you know, the, the thing that they can get behind. Uh, right now because I really think that's something that the Bears uh, are, are missing you know it, it's you know forget about the offensive identity uh, forget about the the play calling and the struggling the Bears need to find something to believe in something to get uh, behind whatever it is you know whether it's trying to turn David Montgomery into a thousand yard rusher or giving Nick Foles the time to be a three thousand yard passer this year we need to find something to get behind a goal to strive for winning football games is not enough that's what you're supposed to be out there trying to do anyway you know we need to rally behind or around someone something and maybe we can rally around this offensive line and as, and as a football team as an offense to try to do whatever we can to make life as easy on that offensive line as humanly possible. I mean, you're going to have guys out there who haven't played a snap all season on Sunday. There could be a couple of them out there. I know Arlington Hambright for sure, if he is going to be our starting left guard on Sunday, he has not even been active for a snap uh, in 2020. So he will be seeing his first action going from practice squad to starting left guard. That's where we're at right now. So maybe we rally around these guys up front and do whatever we can to make life easy uh, on them. Get the ball out quick, uh, you know, short, efficient passing, second, you know, five-yard gain here, four-yard gain there. Then we only need our offensive line to block to get us a third and one uh, for David Montgomery, who, you know, if he just gets just a moment of, of daylight, can get us a yard. So... Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and talk about play calls and schemes or, or anything like that. We've talked that to death. Uh, it, it's 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 all about the the simple. It's about the intangibles right now. It really, really is. So never mind the pass rush and getting after the quarterback and stopping Derrick Henry. We know all of this. It really just comes down to minimizing the mistakes and maximizing our playmaking opportunities. So no more dropping interceptions. No more letting fumbles fall innocently to the ground and have our opponents pick them up. No harm, no foul, uh, or anything like that. No more hands to the face and you know hitting the quarterback after the ball is gone. We have to be smarter than that, you know. 
We have to be smarter because we, we're the most penalized team in the league, which means the referees are probably watching us closer than they're watching anyone else, which is what's adding to the total. I mean, as silly as that sounds, it's the truth. You earn a reputation, the referees are going to watch you close because they think that you're the most penalized team in the league because you're trying to get away with shit, and that's not what's happening out there. <laughs> it's that's, But that's... You know, you look at our flag totals each and every week and we're doubling up our opponents in, in penalty yardage and things like that. It, it's hard to say that that isn't the case. So we need to be more disciplined and uh, cut down on the mistakes. No more false starts uh, and things like that. No more, uh, you know, no more flags. We really got to cut that down. It's been killing us all year long. And then, you know, playmaking opportunities. We got to do it. You know, every now and then, maybe try to take a shot, see if we can get Dona Mooney uh, out there. Something. Spread the ball around. Um, I don't know. But, uh, you know, hell, to hell with it, man. Fake a punt. Fake a punt. Fourth and four, fake a punt. See what happens. Who cares, man? What do we got to lose at this point? You know, take a shot. Give the ball back to us, and then we can rally around that. Hey, man, look at us. We're still rolling. Let's do this thing. How about that? Coach has faith in us that, uh, you know, he would risk that kind of play at this spot in the field or in this moment in the game, so on and so forth. Let's fake a kick. Let's do it. Why not? You know, let's just just strap on a pair this weekend and, and see what happens, you know. See if we can just have some fun out there and win a football game and kind of get this season back on track. So that's really all I got, guys. Like I said, I I didn't really have a lot of X's and O's uh, ideas uh, for it. We know what we have to do. The offensive line has to block. We need to run the football uh, better. And then on defense, we need to get after um, Tannehill, and we need to slow down. We need to slow down Derrick Henry because I doubt very much – We'll be able to stop him. We got to slow him down, though, for sure. So that's what uh, that's what needs to happen on, on Sunday. Like those are the bullet points. If we were talking X and O's, that, those are what you got to do. Get after Tannehill. Slow down the run because Henry's going to get his yards no matter what. And then on offense, protect the quarterback. You know, run the football better. That kind of thing. So, but but for me, the real keys to the game are those things you can't coach. You know, sometimes you can, like minimizing mistakes, but the the maximizing the playmaking opportunities, that's just you wanting it more than the other guy. And we haven't seen that enough uh, from this team. We haven't seen it enough from this team. So I want to see more of that. I want to see it against Tennessee. I want to see it on the road. And I want to see a 6-3 and three on Monday. You know, because like I said, huge opportunity or huge difference between 6-3 and three and 5-4. and four. You know, it's a different conversation that we're having with those records. Five and four on a three-game losing streak going into the Monday night game against Minnesota. I'm not liking that at all. But six and three with a with a big win on the road against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, good luck, Minnesota. That's what I'm thinking. So, yeah, let's hope that all works out. So, anyway, that's going to do it for the week number nine preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground. Uh, hopefully everything goes smooth sailing, knock on wood, that we are playing a football game on Sunday and I'm not doing some kind of emergency episode over the weekend to be like, well, we're playing on Tuesday now or something crazy like that. So hopefully COVID can keep its distance from the team for the rest of the week 
and we can play our game on Sunday and move on with our lives. So come on back on Monday, though, and check out the uh, Bear Up, Bear Down for week number nine. See who makes the naughty and nice lists for this game against the Titans, who our most valuable bear will be, if we will have one, because we know a couple of times since I started doing this, nobody got bear ups, nobody got an MVV. Let's make sure that we get one and get, you know, get all of that uh, this Sunday uh, against the Titans. So come on back Monday for Bear Up and Bear Down, and then uh, we'll wrap up on Tuesday with the deep dive review and get ready for Bears-Vikings on Monday Night Football. So come on back on Monday, and until then, my name is Larry D., and this has been Bears Talk Underground.